Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 101 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 157 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And for the first time in three weeks, this was a quiet Tuesday night. I've not been able to say that for a while, and I was very relieved just to watch NXT for two hours. No breaking news, no sad news, just a okay wrestling show, which has been the case for NXT since the start of 2023. Hopefully things turn around heading into NXT Vengeance Day next Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina, the first true outside of Florida primetime event in nearly three years dating back to NXT TakeOver Portland, the last true blue takeover in front of a sold house on the road pre-pandemic. I'm looking forward to that. The card looks nice, but the TV shows as of late have been a little bit lacking for me. But I will point out a few things that I liked from last night's show. First off, Tiffany Stratton looking good, defeating Indy Hartwell in a decent opening match to NXT last night. She feigns a knee injury midway through and the doctor comes out to check on Tiffany and Andy Falls with the Trapachins are getting rocked with a roll through Samoan drop into a springboard moonsault with a double jump, but Tiffany Stratton for the win. So I like the finisher very much. Tiffany has a ways to go, but she definitely has star quality and potential to be a standout in the NXT Women's Division and hopefully the main roster in the years to come. Another highlight was Toxic Attraction having their best performance on the mic ever. Now, ironically enough, I've been watching NXT the last few weeks and I've been unimpressed by a lot of the promos, but I got to admit, Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan really sowed dissension last night, throwing shade in promos. And even during the championship summit alongside Roxanne Perez and Booker T, they really delivered the heat during the main event angle. They sounded natural. It wasn't overly scripted. They were themselves. And that's what I wanted to see. I think despite the ruse of it all, this was a true breakthrough performance for Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan without Mandy Rose being there as the glue to hold things together for Toxic Attraction for the last year or so. And I really felt this was a breakthrough for both ladies they need this either they're going to stick together as a tag team and go on their own as single stars this was sorely needed to see what they can do on the mic and they sounded natural they sounded believable and I was almost sold on this breakup but I knew a swerve was coming as I get to the main event angle shortly also last night Thea Hill gets a participation award for winning her first match in NXT last week against Valentina Feroz and I just love Thea Hell's energy. She plays this part to perfection. And she reminds me a lot of Sherry O'Terry from Saturday Night Live back in the late 90s through early 2000s. Her energy is infectious. She sells this character to the hilt. And I just think she's going to be a big time star someday on the main roster. She's a pretty solid wrestler, has a ways to go as well. But you see the potential. And she just gives us enough ham sandwich not to make this completely over the top. And that is not easy to do when you're so broad. But at the same time, you really didn't enough to be likable and adorable and Thea Hill definitely fits that bill. This leads to JD McDonough coming out to confront Chase U for giving out participation awards and this leads to JD McDonough versus Andre Chase. Really fun match. At one point Andre busts out a Canadian destroyer on JD for a new fall, delivers his signature stumps, techniques on point as always. JD is eventually going to catch Chase who's crossed on the rope as Duke Hudson walks away from his mentor and professor 
Andre Chase, and that allows JD to hit the side of suplex, Devil Inside, for the win. After the match is over, we go backstage later in the show, and Duquesne's trying to make amends for what happened, because I still don't trust him. I think he's a mole for someone else, causing trouble within Chase U. But he goes to Shawn Michaels' office, noted NXT unofficial GM, or the runner of the ship, and there is going to be a triple threat tag team match involving Yuji Sanofe, Malik Blade, versus the Schisms, or Fowler and Jagger Reed, versus now Chase U's, Andre Chase, and Dukatsin. The winner will be added to an already stacked match involving the New Day, Gallus, and Pretty Deadly for the NXT tag team titles next Saturday at Vengeance Day on Peacock. And... It should be a really fun matchup. Do I sense a turn for Duke Hudson when it counts most? Possibly. Who would I love to see in that fatal four-way spot? The best workers, in my humble opinion. Schism, Rip Fowler, Jagger Reed. There always will be the Grizzly Young veterans to me, but I'll allow it. The gear's better. The presentation for the Schism has improved a lot, and this tag team match will go bananas if they're added alongside the New Day, Pretty Deli, and Gallus. Next weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina for NXT Vengeance Day. Next up is a unique tag team of Kiana James and Fallon Henley versus Tatum Paxley and Ivy Nile representing Diamond Mine, and this is all about Kiana James using some cheating tactics, aching the hair of Ivy Nile, tripping Tatum Paxley off the ropes, causing distractions, allowing Fallon Henley to hit the Shining Wizard on Ivy Nile for the win. And it was a solid matchup for what it was. I'm not a big fan of Ivy eating pins on NXT, but I digress on all of that. And I thought this was a way for Fallon Henley and Kiana James to bond, even though Fallon was not a big fan of Kiana James's questionable tactics in order to score the win. And then we go backstage to Brooks Jensen who also pays a visit to HBK earlier in the night, and he is going to request that HBK ask Kiana James and Fallon Henley to the Vengeance Day card against Katana Chance and Kaden Carter for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Fallon Henley's taken aback by this. She thought this was a one-match deal, the team with Kiana James, but she mows the offer over, and she accepts later in the show as Katana Chance and Kaden Carter defend their NXT Women's Tag Team titles against... Alpha Fire, two on one at first until Soruka comes through. And the matchup was solid. Soruka is improving. I love her creativity in the ring. Her agility is amazing. She needs to work on the mechanics still, but she is rapidly improving. And I love to see that for her. She's a future star. Hits a gorgeous springboard splash on Caden Carter for a very close near fall. Chance is going to wipe out Alpha Fire with Arana against the still steps. And that leads to Caden Carter booting Soruka in the face. And that sets up these tandem for 50 splash finish on Soruka for the win. After the match is over, Abafire walks away from Soruka. She's frustrated and Isla Don appears on the main stage and she stares down Abafire and Abafire kind of walks past her and Isla Don follows her. So I get the feeling we're about to get a witchy tag team between Abafire and Isla Don because the Dusty Cup is coming up, I would presume, and we would have the men and women vying for a shot at the NXT and NXT Women's Tag Team titles, possibly at Stand and Deliver. And all I ask for the conclusion of the Women's Dusty Cup is that we have the winners want a shot at the tag team titles because Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai at the time said, fuck those tag team titles. We want the women's championship. We're gunning for Mandy Rose. I thought that was excessive. Hopefully we don't do that this year, but as always, when it comes to all things booking on NXT, we shall see. Next up is the Creed Brothers versus Hank Walker and Jugulak. 
Love the technique between Gulak and Julius Creed early on. Two amateur wrestlers that can grapple and do the ground and pound beautifully. Hank Walker is a bruiser. He's a hoss, still learning on the job, but he's getting better. A highlight was Julius and Brutus doing a wicked double team spot with a delayed butterfly suplex into a leapfrog, which was crazy. Their agility is insane, and I love that for them. Walker is actually coming through by using an arm bar thanks to his classes with Gulak. But the Creeds are going to regain control of this match when Charlie Dempsey comes out to confront Drew Gulak for reasons. And that allows Julius to deliver an overhead belly-belly suplex to Hank Walker. Brutus gets the high tag and lands the Brutus bomb off the top rope to Walker for the win. Really fun match when it's all said and done despite the Charlie Dempsey interference at the end. And then we have Julius Creed grab the mic to thank Ivy Nile for lighting a fire under Diamond Mine and therefore the Creed Brothers as well to get back to basics because their eyes have been off the prize as of late, focusing on Indusheer and not really honing in on what makes them great, being dominant, being powerful, being badasses, and just leaning into what made them a strong tag team and former tag team champions at that as he sings the praises of Ivy Nile, Indusheer comes out, Jenna Mahal talks that talk, and he challenges the Creed brothers to finally have that long-awaited tag team match against Veer Mahan and Sangha. And it's official for next week. Ivy accepts the challenge. It should be something to behold. Four guys, four horses fighting it out. We shall see how it all plays out. Hopefully, it's a sneaky good match after weeks of delay for various reasons, ranging from Veer Mahan suffering a minor hand injury to the passing of his father, which is really unfortunate, a few weeks ago. So hopefully, he's refocused and centered and ready to go next Tuesday on NXT. Next up, it's Grayson Waller antagonizing Braun Breaker 24-7. There was a fight at the PC that was filmed by the NXT Anonymous Twitter account for reasons and Grayson Waller's talking that talk with his own version of the NXT Championship, their rightful champion, according to him, after what happened at New Year's Evil. Braun Breaker is going to fight through security. He's going to fight through the stars, holding him back. Going to get into a scuffle with Grayson Waller. We have security and the stars trying to break things up. But unfortunately for Breaker, he goes through the barricade, which looked very papery and cardboardy, as he... Lays unconscious for a bit, and Grayson Waller stands tall heading into their championship match next weekend. I don't know what's going to happen. I do kind of foresee Breaker retaining, but the energy is very lacking for this championship match. Maybe taking NXT on the road in prime time will help a bit in terms of atmosphere. We'll see. But in Florida, it feels very cold right now, and is really a sign that Braun Breaker needs to get the hell out of Florida, get upgraded to the main roster post-WrestleMania season, drop this championship and send and deliver against Carmelo Hayes, most likely if he's going to survive two out of three falls against Apollo Crews next Saturday at NXT Vengeance Day from Charlotte, North Carolina. Next up is Wendy Chu versus Electra Lopez. And this match was all right. Wendy Chu was going for a handspring elbow, but in doing so, Electra Lopez is going to put on the brass knucks and knocks out Chu for the win. And Valentina Feroz is watching this from ringside. Not a big fan of Electra Lopez's cheating tactics, but Electra says, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And I do respect those tactics to get ahead. Maybe Valentina will play along sometime 
in the very near future. Tag team partner out with an injury. Sangha is a heel. She needs something to do. And here's hoping she will follow her instincts one way or another to stand out in the NXT Women's Division. And now it's time for the NXT Women's Championship Summit involving the champion Roxanne Perez and her opponents, Gigi Dolan and Jesse Jane from Toxic Attraction. And I thought this was a really good segment Gigi Dolan and Jesse Jane delivered their best performances ever on the mic. The script was scripting for those that know my language from the Serena Sessions. Jesse Jane came through calling out Gigi Dolan for being the one that clung to her for the last year and a half. That Jesse carried the team, won the championships, retained the championships, sold the t-shirts carry toxic attraction on her back. Gigi was nothing more than a internet wonder, an indie star that happened to get ahead on NXT because of what she was able to do alongside Jesse Jane. And Gigi says, oh, you want to be the rock star. You want to be the loud one. But all you are is an insecure little girl that throws up before every match on NXT. Got the trash can on standby for you to puke your guts out because you're nervous. You're insecure. You don't think you can do it. Unlike me, I know what I can do. I know what I'm going to do when this championship at Vengeance Day. And they're going back and forth. And the vibe is very hot. And I love the fact that this is natural dialogue. You feel the words from Gigi and Jesse. I like them. That is the most I've ever believed anything that's come out of their mouths in over a year and a half. And just a week ago, if I did my show, I would have flipped on them because I thought they were horrible in the ring, cutting a promo that sounded really unbelievable. Last night was not the case. We had Roxanne Perez getting ready to eat her popcorn, Booker T's in the cut. And she's like, well, look at here. Karma is a toxic bitch. You two going back at it. You've talked about everybody in the locker room, about their personalities, how they look, how they act. But look at you going back and forth, tearing each other down. You get what you deserve. And she is ready to beat one of them to retain our championship at Vengeance Day next weekend. And we have Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan saying, I ain't got to beat you to win this championship. We could beat each other. And then they have the stare down. And you think they're going to go one-on-one, fisticuffs? brawl it out but we know the fix is in the swerve is in as a smile and they turn their attention on Roxanne Perez they beat her ass double team style put her through a table they stand tall and share the NXT Women's Championship as NXT goes off the air a little after 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern I thought this was a good segment the fans were into it I thought that Gigi and Jesse did a great job on the mic I don't say that very often but they really delivered last night i want more of this if they figure out the secret sauce to be this way every week they got what it takes to stand out on the main roster someday i truly believe that roxanne was good i thought this was a nice hard sell but the truth is when push comes to shove will jesse and Gigi be accommodating when it counts most when the chips are down and you have to make a decision will they turn on each other that is the key during this triple threat match next Saturday at Vengeance Day. Nice closing angle to an all right show. And it sets the stage for Vengeance Day next weekend on Peacock. This will be a big test. Primetime out of Florida on a Saturday night. That has not happened in nearly three years. This show could be special if everything goes according to plan. The TVs could have been a bit better Next week should be a nice hard sell for Vengeance Day. And then the road really begins to a set and deliver in L.A. for WrestleMania weekend. And that is going to be a marquee show really early for the West Coast, 10 a.m. Pacific on April 
first. Good God Almighty, but here we are nonetheless. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 101 of the NXT Nightcap. Finally, it's in the books after three long weeks. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and our Instagram at Wrestletopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows. The drop on the semi-deadly recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AW Rampage on TNT alongside the Sweden Sessions that drops every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do, so Wrestletopia. And follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon, Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 97 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.